0: Carlsbad, People, Purpose, and Impact, an essential podcast for those who live, work, visit, and play in Carlsbad. Good morning and welcome, everyone. My name is Brett Shansenbuck. I am the president and CEO of the Carlsbad Chamber of Commerce, and I am your host today. I'm excited to have with me Michael Antonorsi, the chief joy activator at Chuao Chocolatier. Good morning, Michael. Good morning. Thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me. Yeah, absolutely. Did I say the last name right? You did it perfectly, yeah. All right, good. It's not an easy one. I don't have to tell the audience how many times I practice, but (laughs) (laughs) so you are a co-founder at Chuao Chocolatier. Is that correct? That's correct. That's wonderful. And I was doing a little digging and learning a little bit about your background before uh, we got here today. And uh, you're originally from Venezuela. That is correct. And uh, went to college here. Locally at UCSD to become a biomed engineer. And so I gotta know how you transition from biomed to chocolate. <laughs> it's called confusion. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Come on, give us the steps, the journey. Okay, so,
1: you know, I grew up in Venezuela from, uh, you know, half German Venezuelan family, very demanding, you know, need to kind of push forward and finish high school at 16 and came to the United States to study high, uh, college. And uh, because I wanted to get that, you know, recognition from your parents for something that we all, kind of all share. Sure. Uh, and I wanted to also feed my ego because I thought it was going to be cool to become something very complicated. And by then there was the the six million dollar man oh, yeah. show on TV, and yes. uh, you know I wanted to be that, or learn about that. So I I wanted I was really fascinated about biomedical engineering. So I went into that and I studied here in UCSD the undergraduate in that um, subject, and I was always trying to really impress myself and other people with that. But in my heart, I really wanted to become a chef. Ah. So when I finished biomedical engineering, I wasn't going to continue to do a master's in in, in engineering, but I was going to cook my way through grad school instead of studying my way through grad school. Ah. Because I was already cooking a lot in, in the department there and doing stuff. But I really wanted to just go cooking. So. I didn't have it in my heart to ask my parents if they were okay. I was 21 to for me to leave all that behind, give them the title of biomedical engineering, and then go to Europe and become a chef. So I went back to Venezuela and continue in the rat race. Then I got an MBA and did all these things, you know, hey, dad, mom, look at me, we have a company. We did. So we started in computer networking and telecommunications. For 14 years, we did that in Venezuela, and, and uh, we got yes, very so you,
0: successful. You had the, an IT business thriving. IT business, yeah, nice. until,
1: until finally I was able to, to afford my passion. And when I was already kind of burned out of all that, rat race. I said, no, no, no more. Uh, I was like, uh, I don't know, 32, something like that. Yeah. And then I, I told my wife and the two children we had, we uprooted and we went to Paris to become a chef that I'm now. And uh, we spent two years in Paris and that was the change of my...
0: That was it, was huh? The so,
1: alignment of my life.
0: So you were in culinary school in France?
1: Yes, yes. So again, choosing to go to the best possible available yeah. thing, you know, that ego is a pretty powerful thing. So
0: <laughs> <laughs> so that drove you to go all the way to France. Oh, that's wonderful. So you said two years there and, and that was in the late 1990s, if I... Yeah, that was from 99 know. to 2001. Okay. And that pretty much leads you up to coming to uh, Encinitas and starting Chew House, is that? Is that-
1: That's correct. So we had uh, an option to go somewhere. My brother and I chose we were cho- choosing between Florida and San Diego, but because our alma mater was here, and uh, he was actually, he's married to a San Diegan, we thought, let's go to San Diego. It's just such a beautiful city. It's the sure. top, you know, it's the top city in the United States. Don't tell anybody. Oh, tell everybody, actually. <laughs> and uh, and we said, let's go to San Diego and uh, let's start something way far away from technology and let's do something in the food industry.
0: <laughs> nice. And we started
1: in 2001. We, uh, 2002, we opened our doors uh, in San Diego and Encinitas.
0: Very nice. And... It looks like from my research, you didn't actually start in chocolate. It was bonbon and truffles. Is that right?
1: Yes. We started very European style, bonbons Mm -hmm. and truffles and, you know, very romantic. We had a little store in 101 and it was fun. You know, we connected Mm -hmm. a lot with uh, the people that would come in. I would be in the back room there making the chocolates and Mm -hmm. my wife would be in the front and it Mm -hmm. was great. And honestly, if we would have stayed that way, it would have been awesome because I would have started. We would have been making money from the get-go because it was very well-received. and mm-hmm. But we always had the idea to create a business, my brother and I. So, we didn't want to just have a mom-and-pop shop. We wanted to somehow start and occupy a space in the market. And we very quickly put the cart in front of the horses. So, we then all of a sudden, we're trying to grow. And, of course, that needs investment and all that stuff. And then yeah. all of a sudden, you're expanding. And so, anyways. The big, big, big race uh, towards now, 20 years, uh, started uh, very romantically in Encinitas. <laughs> uh, you know, you, move, you watch the movie Chocolat. You know, that yeah. was very inspiring for me.
0: Uh-huh.
1: And we kind of wanted to sort of live that kind of a romantic uh, chocolate experience at the beginning.
0: So it started with bonbon and Truffles. So you transitioned. Do you remember, like, so when, at what point in your journey did you make the definitive, we're going to switch to chocolatiers and being in chocolate? And
1: Well, we, we started. Well, we did so many mistakes, you know, we started, uh, we chose a name that very few people can pronounce, you know, just putting three vowels together. I didn't know it was such a hard thing for the English language, but, uh, you know, chew wow, you know, instead of whatever. Uh, I guess uh, until a reporter finally kind of put it together, he said, oh, you chew and say wow, chew wow. (laughs) Now and that's of, it
0: right there because that yeah, yeah. that explains everything about your current product line. You chew and then you say, "Wow, this is <laughs> yeah. so good." That's it. Yeah. So we so we we started already with kind of very Venezuelan
1: names. You mm. know, Chua is a cacao growing region in Venezuela, and we wanted to kind of portray that really high quality chocolate. And we put names in our bonbons and, truff, and bars and everything. What we did at the beginning was very ethnical in a way directed, mm. and it was very short-sighted on our side, but. Uh, We quickly realized that the bombs and truffles that we still make have a very short shelf life. Uh. So in order to really expand the market, we need to have something that can sit on a shelf. So we started migrating towards chocolate bars. And then since then, in the 20 years, chocolate bars are like 95% of our business.
0: Yes. All right. We're going to take a brief pause. We're talking with Michael. Oh, I'm going to mess it up. Michael Antonorsi. Perfect. All right. Michael Antonorsi, the chief joy activator at Chew Out Chocolatier. When we come back, we're going to talk about their transformation from a a little shop on the 101 to this manufacturing powerhouse here in Carlsbad. Stay with us. We'll be right back. So, Michael, you were sharing with us kind of the origin story of your business. And it it started with this little retail shop on the 101 and and a big dream. and, And I... I appreciate and love you saying, yeah, oh, we made a lot of mistakes, but now you have a, a thriving manufacturing facility here in Carlsbad. Um, and I, I wanna dig into the, all the wonderful flavors you have now and everything, but how did you make that transition to step back? I mean, I know you still have a little retail presence too, and we'll talk about that, but that was a, had to have been a shift from a retail shop on the 101 to a manufacturing in a business park.
1: Yeah, for sure. We started, uh, as as I said, we started putting the ho- horses in front of the cart. I mm-hmm. mean, the cart in front of the horses. And uh, when we realized that to be able to be in shelves and everything, we needed to have a bigger throughput. And to do that, we didn't couldn't be doing it in a small little retail store. So, we started looking. Uh, so, this was only three years after. Uh, we started looking for a place, and we moved. Uh, we found a place in Carlsbad, mm-hmm. where we're not right now, but we were there for 11 years. Okay. Right across the street from where we are. Of course, for that we had to buy equipment, so we went yeah. to Europe, bought all the equipment that we needed, and uh, we had no idea exactly where the business was going to track. We still thought bonbons and truffles was a lot of that. Sure, and we were actually very focused also on retailing. There was a moment when we had six retail stores, kind of chocolate cafes, and we were kind of fooled to think that uh, the chocolate cafe was going to be the next Starbucks. Mm. And uh, and I think there was a moment when Starbucks thought so too, because they started putting a lot of hot chocolate in there too. But mm. that didn't really have enough traction. so. so we were gr- growing in the retail side while trying to grow in our manufacturing. So mm-hmm. we started our first manufacturing with like 9,000 square feet in Carlsbad in that park across the street. And then we started ha- having to rent more space across mm-hmm. different buildings. And there was a time we were hiring three buildings, and that mm-hmm. was a little bit complicated. So in 2015 or so, the opportunity came uh, to buy the building that we, buy, we bought across the street on 2350 Camino Vida Roble, and uh, we moved in there. Yeah. And uh, we were able to create a very beautiful space. Uh, my wife, as architect, that uh, made it all look and feel so beautifully, and also the landscaping. And now we have a home. Now we yeah. uh, we pretty much have been adopted by Carlsbad and become yeah. Carlsbad uh, <laughs> people. For, sh- <laughs> for
0: sure, yeah, no. And it is a beautiful manufacturing space. I mean, I've had the pleasure of being in there and seeing. I mean, you you look; it's kind of got glass walls that you can look and see where the manufacturing actual portion is, and it's. It, it's shiny, it's it's aesthetically pleasing. I mean, it's it's very nice. No,
1: thank you so much. Yeah,
0: it's beautiful. I will beautiful. tell her. <laughs> okay, good, good, good. You mentioned, the, you know, you originally were thinking that the bonbon truffles would be the thing and now you've switched and you've switched in a big way. You have a lot of variety of chocolates. Talk about some of the amazing flavors that you come up with. I have a few of my favorites I've listed here, but I'll, I'll let you share first and then I'll dig in and tell you some of my favorites. For sure, this uh,
1: has been an incredible journey of understanding uh, how and what drives us and how we connect with the consumer. So at the beginning, we were very much about us and we were missing out on connecting with the consumer until we realized that actually, even though we are manufacturing, our business is about sharing joy and we Mm. just use chocolate to do that. So our our intention as a company is to share joy with the world through deliciously engaging chocolate experiences. So our chocolate experiences need to be delicious and engaging. Mm. So we started uh, getting more familiar with ingredient usage, but putting a little twist. So the potato chip, and milk chocolate bar is one of my favorites because it's kind of that savory, snacky kind of effect. Uh, We have one of our more iconic bars, which is the firecracker bar, which Mm -hmm. is on its own a chocolate meditation. So if you put a piece of that bar in your mouth and you bite only once and you let it sit in your mouth and you move it with your tongue and you press it against your palate, and you wait and you let it all happen, it it's, it starts this action on its own and it starts really creating this experience for you. And uh, it's a lesson also on how we are always controlling everything. And in this case, you wouldn't be able to control it because it's doing it on its own yeah. as it starts popping and everything. So that one is a very iconic one and it really reflects our creative side.
0: And that one has, I mean, it's, it's the old like 1970s pop rock and type of dealio going yeah. on there, right? Exactly. Yeah. I mean, it's it has, so it's, cool.
1: It's, it's, it's literally called, uh, or technically called carbonated sugar crystals. So the problem is when you bite into it, you crack them, and then you just hear a nice crunch. But if you let them explode, if you just, yes. uh, as they thin out with your saliva, they pop out, so spontaneously you have that spontaneous crackle.
0: Which, of course, uh, those of us who are roughly my age and, and maybe some older remember so well from the the 70s with pop rocks. Yeah, it's a super fun one. But number one bar,
1: which was something I resisted a lot, is our All My S'mores bar.
0: Uh-huh. And, uh, I have that
1: on my list. And that one came out uh, as uh, our uh, branding director was like really somehow, somehow doing a, a guerrilla warfare in my office. He would be putting Putting posters everywhere uh, with like scenes of people having bonfires and eating, you know, s'mores and all that. And then he would say, Oh, America needs s'mores. We need s'mores, whatever. And I was like, I I can't, how do I do that with these big marshmallows and everything? Until I finally decided to do the next complicated thing, which is when we found these tiny little vegan marshmallows to put them on top. Ah. So we complicated all our manufacturing because now we have to place on top by hand Mm. these marshmallows on each individual bar. And of course it happened to become one of our more successful bars. So that's fascinating.
0: (laughs) I have to give a shout out to a couple of my favorite flavors. So I love the sea salt one. I mean, that one uh, is so just, I don't know if that's like traditional, you know, dark chocolate with sea salt is so good, but I absolutely love it. But a couple that are a little more maybe exotic that you guys have that I love. The chili powder one. Ah, oh, I love the that. Spicy Maya. Yeah. It's got a kick to it there. And then the mango, love mango. I mean, so much diversity in your flavors. Yeah. The spicy
1: Maya was our f- number one, um, our first bar that we created. Oh, it was created wow. as an homage to the Aztecs, the Mayas.
0: Nice.
1: And uh, thinking that of course they would mix cacao with spices and, uh, and it works really well spice, hot chilies with chocolate are made. To to live together. So good. And it has this cayenne pepper, which only heats your throat. So it doesn't really affect your palate. So it's uh, a super interesting. And it's really good when you melt it down with some milk and you make a hot chocolate. Ooh, uh, good tip. multi-dimensional experience.
0: Ah, uh, I'm I'm into that. I'm going to be trying that. That's great. All of you, I mean, how many flavors do you currently have?
1: We have about 21 flavors wow. <laughs> in our bars. And uh, they pulled me out of creativity, production, creation, because it's very expensive to come out with a new bar. Uh, because you know I can create them, but then you know uh, it takes a long time to get it to market, and yep. it's expensive. So the last two bars we created were complicated bars because it's white chocolate, and we don't use white chocolate. Ah. So the one, the golden goodness, got a prize as best new white and milk chocolate bar at the Specialty Food Association, the fancy food shows. Nice. And then to, that we launched in COVID year, mm. and of course you know we couldn't really take advantage of that. Right. That Oscar that we got. But then two years later, we launched uh, the carrot cake with the same chocolate. So the last two, and that one won best new candy bar in the mm. same event. Nice. So those two last are award-winning, but they're just new and it's expensive. So those are the last creations I've made. And now I'm like on pause yeah. because we're trying to figure <laughs> out which ones are and where they're placed because we're yeah. trying to grow in a very sustainable and logical way.
0: That makes sense. And yeah. not, just, not just run. You, but you've also done, you've dabbled in some other things. I remember... Uh, well, let's, let us me back up for a second. You still have a retail front there at your facility in the business park here on Camino Roble in Carlsbad. And it was obviously with COVID, it was shut down. So we had a nice little re-grand opening. Uh, yeah. I don't know, a year and a half ago or so. I'm going to circle back to that later and direct people to come visit you. But when we were doing that little grand opening, uh, you also had some uh, craft beer. That you had put some of your chocolates into or partnered with somehow. Um, Talk about that.
1: Yes, this is Thorn Brewery down in uh, San Diego in uh, Barrio Logan. And they created this, we created this um, collaboration. And they chose a few of the flavor profiles. They did an amazing job creating, uh, you know, like stouts and with the spicy Maya, with the honeycomb, with the golden goodness. That was a white stout. I never had a white stout. And uh, they did an amazing job uh, putting that together and it was so much fun because we got to drink so much beer.
0: <laughs> I love it. I tried the honeycomb one. It was very good. Um that is great. So is is there any more of that in your future uh, those kinds of uh, partnerships pairings? I am I'm working with uh, another beer company now. Mm. It's called uh,
1: uh, Rationale and they're a, a non-alcoholic beer company. Oh, nice. And we're wondering how we can collaborate and do some, something together too. So, you know, it's, it's the non-alcoholic beer is growing quite fast.
0: It is, it is. And it, and that would obviously open it up to a broader audience too. Absolutely. A, so that's, that's great. I love hearing about those kinds of, uh, uh, innovative and, and fun things. Of course, your creativity probably knows no bounds. They have to rein you in obviously, <laughs> since yeah. you're on the shelf right now. <laughs> <laughs> I am on the shelf. <laughs> Talk about your distribution because um, you are available in a lot of retail spots. Again, when we started
1: and when we moved to the building, we were really on fire and we were trying to, we started growing faster than we should. And we found ourselves in places where we didn't belong. And that's very costly. And that's why we're now growing at a very steady, peaceful, you know, sustainable way. Uh, We are like in Whole Foods and we have, you know, Seaside Market down here locally and Ralph's and uh, Albertsons and some of those supermarkets and a lot of local uh, liquor stores and things like that. But nationwide, we are also in uh, a lot of different regions of Whole Foods. Um, I think a great news is that uh, we're going to have our Bark Lux, uh, All My S'mores Bark in San Diego Costco's
0: nice congratulations! An unbeatable
1: price so i think everybody should go there and get it this is the first time we're in costco we, in costco san diego we have been in costco midwest for a few years
0: and is, is that like a test and if it goes well costco is going to blow it out nationwide type of deal or
1: well it's, I, I just only hope it works in san diego really it works really well in midwest but yep. i hope it works well in san diego so that san diego can have access to our chocolates through costco oh, too.
0: that'd be wonderful and it's as a, a, it's as a Costco customer. Yeah, that would be wonderful. Uh, me too. I'm a big <laughs> Costco
1: customer. So, so, so in general, uh, we have multiple different distributions: East Coast, West Coast, um, and some in the middle. And uh, so, I don't know. We probably are in some, some, some like four or five thousand points of sale nationwide.
0: Wonderful. And then is there an availability for somebody to just go direct online to you guys and order? Is that a thing? Absolutely.
1: Yes. We have a, a online business. Uh, it grew a lot through COVID, which yeah, was uh, one of those uh, you know, good things, a few good things that happened with COVID. Yeah. But it grew a lot. And we all do our um, fulfillment from here in Carlsbad. Mm. And you can also come and do Will Call if you're local. And we ship everywhere nationwide. Wonderful. And during the month of October to March or so, we are available. Well, we're available in Amazon all year long, but uh, they also fulfill from there. So, so it gets much bigger in the in the holiday season. But
0: all year round, you can buy through our web. And the website address is is uh, chuaochocolatier.com. dot Chuao com. and as he said, that's c h u a o chocolatier dot com. Correct. I I did stumble over that word when I was first trying to look at it and pronounce it. So yes, I'm one of those that was like, "Uh, I'm lost. But then when you explained to me at that re-grand opening, the chew and wow, I had it, I was done. It's in my mind forever. So (laughs) chewoutchocolatier.com. And so I mentioned earlier, you have the retail shop and the retail shop is fun, not just because of the the chocolate obviously the chocolate is the key thing but uh you have some fun swag and i love this whole concept that you you teased up a little bit about joy and of course the joy in your product but you have some fun t-shirts and other swag around this concept of joy talk about that a little bit
1: yeah so understanding that what chocolate brings is joy to people and joy is a beautiful energy Yeah, it's a it's a very it's a way of sharing with everyone. Nobody keeps the joy to themselves. You yes. always have to expand and share it with people. So we in before COVID, we were doing um, tours in our factory. We haven't started that yet. We have some uh, other things that we do. There's so hot chocolate sometimes in our stores and everything, and in the stores, you can pick up your bonbons and all these things. So we haven't really picked up a lot of events uh, after COVID. And uh, we're in the process of watching how the retail operation starts operating again. Because just coming to the factory, Brings you a lot of joy, and, but does. we're open to the public from Monday to Friday. So you can come in and through those big windows, you can just look at how everything is happening. And, uh, of course it smells delicious as chocolate. It does and, smell uh,
0: delicious. Sauce. Yes. And it's, it's a great little retail uh, shop and, and it does fill you with joy to go in there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that's wonderful. Anything uh, on the horizon that, uh, you know, besides looking at some other beers and, you know, you're trying to play it cool with new flavors, but anything else on the horizon that you guys are, uh, thinking of or investigating at this point?
1: Well, as I said, I'm still on the shelf. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, but, uh, we have actually transformed ourselves into really going into doing what we do better. And in the past after COVID and, uh, we are really leaning, I mean, moving into more lean manufacturing and all these things. So we have uh, put our focus inward towards a better operation, mm. more effective, more efficient. Efficiency. And uh, so that is what has kept our attention so far. And uh, I'm dying to come out. I'm uh, We have some barks that we sell at, at Whole Foods. I'm creating a new bark that's going to be very kind of trail mixy kind of delicious combination of nuts and seeds and stuff like that. That's the only thing that I am now getting invited to test. I have ideas (laughs) in my head that are moving quickly, but uh, I think I needed to, we need to find, when I get the go, then I'm gonna go and then we're gonna have some new things coming up.
0: I love it. And I, you wouldn't think uh, as an outsider, you know, like why would, why are you uh, throttling back on your creativity? But it makes sense. You have to do it intentionally and you know prudently because you can't get a, get that cart in front of the horses constantly your business would be completely out of whack so it makes sense
1: yeah it's it's in a way and an advice to every entrepreneur out there you know it's like if you start really getting too creative you spread yourself thin and every creation needs all its it's like it's like having one child or 10 child 10 yeah. children, right? So you cannot have the same attention to 10 children. Mm-hmm. If you have so many all the time, it's, it's hard to really keep track of everything and really give it its own respectful treatment. Yeah. So for, for placements, to take care of the placements, take care of the product. So it's very expensive. Yeah. Creativity is sometimes very fun because you, you can create yes. and build, and we have the ability to build anything in that factory. But then we need to really be smart. Yeah. Otherwise, it becomes expensive
0: yeah and 21 flavors that's a lot that's already a lot yeah that's already a lot in your um in your little retail store and possibly online or maybe at some of your distribution spots you have a a a very neat little sampler pack type thing that people can buy and it has like i don't remember exactly but maybe 10 of the different flavors inside individually wrapped which i i really enjoy because then it's a way to get to have so many of the different flavors you know in one one place. Yeah, we have like eight-piece boxes with eight bars, and we have with sixteen or thirty-two
1: different bars. Some of them repeated flavors, but we have all the flavors there. And uh, the good thing about coming to the factory to this to the boutique is that you can really experience all the flavors. Because the retailers, they always come and say, "Okay, give me what are your five top sellers." Mm. And then so we are restricted in our retails to have few amounts. You know, sure. In Whole Foods, they have a broader spectrum, mm-hmm. but on the web and in the store, you can get. Everything, So it's good to, nice. to experiment new flavors out there that don't necessarily make it to the shelf. Like for you, the the mango, which is one of my favorites because it's got all that tartness, it's yes. delicious. Uh, it doesn't really find a lot of placements. Mm. Uh, but if you, so it's fun to come and explore yeah. the different flavors. Yeah,
0: agree 100%. So that's a great opportunity to go to the web and uh, get one of those uh, sampler packs or one of those mixed packs or, or whatever, or stop by. And like share the joy or share the love. That's the name of them. That's right. <laughs> share the love. That's a great way to put it. And I, uh, one thing I didn't really point out, you mentioned milk chocolate, but most of your stuff is dark chocolate.
1: Well, we have a mix, uh, our milk chocolate is a dark milk chocolate. So oh, because we mix in dark chocolate with the milk chocolate, that is why our milk chocolate has a lot more complexity than just very sweet and kind I of see. milky. Yeah. And the profile of our milk chocolate is more caramelly than milky which is what I like. And our dark chocolate has a profile of more, has a little bit more tartness to it, more fruitiness to it. So mm-hmm. when you mix them together, you have a milk chocolate that has all that, uh, a nice um, comfort zone of the milk caramelly kind of a chocolate, but has a little bit of complexity with uh, that dark chocolate we add into it. Wonderful. So we have, depends on the, what the flavor works better with. So sometimes a milk chocolate would be a better carrier for this type of ingredients. And sometimes a dark chocolate would be a better carrier for these other ingredients.
0: Yeah. So fun,
1: but don't, don't, don't become fanatical about, I don't need this or I don't need that because both of them deserve to be explored.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I love it. So you started with your, it was your wife and yourself and, and your, uh, my brother and your brother. Yeah. And so now how big's the team? Well, we, we are now probably around, around 40. Nice. Wow. Congratulations, yeah. that's amazing.
1: Yeah, we we expanded a lot. We got up to 75 a moment, wow. and uh, that was part of the craziness of growing.
0: Right, and trying to f- figure out the efficiencies, yeah. right, in the sweet spot.
1: Now we're really a beautiful team of 40. We have, uh, you know, most of the people that work for us have worked a long time with us, so it's a great,
0: oh, that's great. great place to go to work. Well, congratulations on your wonderful success over the years. And uh, I know, as you shared, there were some, lots of growing pains, but you've, I would say you've arrived. I mean, you're, I feel like you're a well-respected brand everywhere. And we're certainly um, grateful that you're here in Carlsbad and call Carlsbad your home. And just thanks so much for taking the time to come down and share your guys' story with us today.
1: Well, thank you for having me here, Brett. And I really appreciate everything here on Carlsbad has supported us. And it does feel really good to be here. You know, we're we're very honored by all our customers that have uh, believed in us and have supported us
0: wonderful so chuao com is that correct that is correct and their uh their retail spot is on camino vita roble in carlsbad that is correct there you go folks S- get some joy get some joy you-, you can't you shouldn't be going too long between your extra doses of joy in your life
1: <laughs> <laughs> totally agree
0: thank you thanks for joining us on our carlsbad people purpose and impact podcast today If you enjoyed it, please hit the follow button on wherever you get your audio. And please tell a friend. We would love to hear your feedback, which you can share at carlsbadpodcast.com. You can leave us a review, ask a question, or leave an audio comment, which we can play on the show in the future. And that's all we have for today. Can't wait to see you next time on Carlsbad People, Purpose, and Impact. And remember, share some kindness today. It's free creates goodwill and makes you feel great.